Light a campfire and everyone's a storyteller. Join us for some thought-provoking and beyond fireside chats. Hello and welcome to Leave Our World a Better Place. My name is Kasia and today I'm speaking to Chris Barfoot, Dive Centre Manager at N Beyond Nimba Island off the coast of Zanzibar. A UK native with a dive career that has spanned countries as varied and exotic as Thailand, the Philippines, Indonesia, Madagascar and the Seychelles. Chris will be telling us about how Nemba compares with some of the world's best-known diving destinations. He will also share some of what captivates him about this exceptional underwater landscape and describe what divers traveling to the island can expect, as well as the various activities available to non-diving guests. Chris, thanks so much for coming on to chat to us about the diving at and beyond Nemba Island. Nice to be chatting to you. Yeah, likewise. Just to start off with and set the scene, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, your diving career, and how you came to be the dive centre manager at and beyond Nemba Island? Sure. I grew up in the UK and started off diving there with my father. The whole diving thing actually kicked off during a, a family holiday. I did a Discover Scuba Diver experience and that was it. I was, I was hooked. So back in the UK, did my open water, ended up doing my dive master over there in the muddy lakes of, uh, of England. I ended up actually for university doing a course in um, adventure tourism management. And following that, went off to become a diving instructor in Thailand. Moved from Thailand over to the Philippines, did a little bit of Indonesia, and then actually went back to the UK, got told to get a real job, <laughs> and uh, did three years working for a, a tour operator, organizing trips out to Southeast Asia predominantly. And then after three years, really just missed being out in the water and, and getting to do all the stuff that I was speaking about so much. As luck would have it, through the connections that I'd made at the time and, uh, and friends within the industry, uh, got a position as the dive center manager of a property that was being built in northern Madagascar. Went there for two years, then was manager at a lodge over in the Seychelles. Oh, wow. Again, just doors open and managed to come over to Nemba. I've been here for about a year and a half now. Wow, so that's certainly a real diversity of dive locations and places that you've worked. It sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, having dived pretty much all over the world, really. I've been very, very fortunate. Papua New Guinea, uh, in the Arctic Circle, in Norway, some, like you say, very, very diverse oh, wow. locations. Do any king crab diving in Norway? Or no. Just, just ice <laughs> no, <diving>? unfortunately not. <laughs> Yeah, but certainly some bucket list experiences and destinations there on your CV. So getting back to Nimba Island, can you just set the scene a little bit and describe where it's located and what makes it such an amazing diving destination? Mm. We're a tiny little island. It's only about two kilometers in circumference. And it's just off the northeastern tip of Zanzibar, which is just off the coast of Tanzania. What makes it a really incredible location? I think it's easily accessible. Some of the past locations where I've worked, you really have to struggle to get to. But Nemba, really, you can fly more or less into Zanzibar. You have an hour's drive up to the north and then a 10-minute boat ride over. So it's, it's quite nice and simple. The blue water, anyone who's been here before will vouch that the color of the water is just ridiculous. It's so, so beautiful. And then the choice of different dive sites, really, the, the sites that just suit all different levels. So really, we can have someone who's been diving for their entire lives come here and just still love it, I think, as much as someone who's brand new to it. 
That's amazing. Could you go into a little bit more detail about the kinds of dive sites that are in and around Nemba, you know, in terms of qualifications you need, in terms of what the dives themselves look look like and, and the variety of the sites? We've got Coraline Walls. So there's a site called Small Wall, which is a real nice drop right from up near the surface and the coral keeps on down to about 30 meters. And that really is a kind of serves all different wow. divers. We can take beginner divers there. We can take experienced divers. We have gently mm -hmm. sloping corals instead of those vertical walls. We've got sand and grass, which might sound a little bit boring until mm -hmm. you actually get out there. But it that's where you find some real interesting little critters living uh, in those areas. And again, that's really nice for beginner divers. Uh, if your buoyancy isn't perfect, diving mm -hmm. over the sand, bouncing along, maybe touching it with your fins a little bit in the beginning is absolutely fine. And then once we get people's confidence and experience levels up a little bit, mm -hmm. then uh, we can head out to the sites that maybe could be a bit more fragile, for example, some of the, the corals. Then we've even got a, a 40 meter drop off which is clearly just for our advanced divers with a yeah. uh, with a deep specialty, so down to 40 meters. That is absolutely gobsmacking as a dive, but uh, it does require a fair bit of experience. Mm. Mm, absolutely. So really something for everyone. Yeah, we could do drift diving, muck diving, coral, slopes, walls, all sorts. That's amazing. I think it's it's really rare that you find a destination with that kind of diversity of, of, of offerings. Yeah. And in terms of marine life, what are some of the species that divers can expect to see when diving around Nimba? Some of the most special ones, I would say. Uh, just yesterday, actually, I was diving on small wool and we had the Indo-Pacific bottlenose dolphins came cruising straight past us at depth, which is absolutely fantastic to see. Oh, wow. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I think seeing dolphins anywhere is, is amazing. But the, the way that the dolphins around Nemba are here year round to begin with, and also they're I think, quite accustomed to us mm -hmm. now. So they'll come quite close. They can be quite inquisitive and you get to see all sorts of different behavior, be it mating or feeding or playing. Also, it's amazing. Then another of the large kind of characters that we see is the Napoleon wrasse. Really, really beautiful species blue electric lines mm -hmm. around the face and the, the sheer size of them is quite something we get also the smaller species so you get uh, leaf scorpion fish quite mm -hmm. a few of them around here and you get them all different colors so for your macro photographers yeah. or people interested in critters those will be a real favorite and then dragon moray eels i love all moray eels don't get me wrong but the dragon moray eel is a very very special one mm -hmm. it's just speckled in all sorts of different colors oh and stunning there's really only one site where i've seen them around here so they're quite special to see anywhere but even just speaking about the localized barrier of member they're even quite special to find here you have to know where to go and where to go mm -hmm. absolutely and other than those various nudibranchs sea slugs during the night, if we go for a night dive, then you get some really cool stuff. You get you know, Spanish dancers, mm. and we even get bioluminescence, which is amazing to see. Ah, oh, stunning. So night diving is something that you're able to do from Nimba. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, very easy to do here. Really, that's, again, it adds to the diversity and it's absolutely amazing. Mm. Another species that I know Nimba is quite well known for is, um, is the fact that it's a nesting site for green turtles. Do you get to see them in the water quite often around nesting season or do they just tend to to sort of come and go a little bit more unwatched, 
unobserved? The majority of times that we actually encounter them is actually when they're on the island. In the water, although there's plenty of seagrass and the right conditions, uh, we don't actually see that many sea turtles, or sorry, the, the green turtles, during dives. Every now and then, though. Okay. What would a typical day of diving at Nemba look like? Are there specific times that you go out? What, what would the day look like? We do three different dive times during the day. We've got for the early risers, 7.30 in the morning. And then for those that want to get up a little bit later, at 10.30. And then we do another after lunch at 2.30. Starts off with kit up and then we do a full briefing. We head out for about one to one and a half hours because all the sites are really on our doorstep. And then back for, for some food. We only do single tank okay. dives mostly, as I say, because the, the dive sites are so close, it doesn't really make too much sense to be out there floating around when we could come back here, have a shower, have something to eat. Mm, absolutely. How long would you say a typical boat ride out to one of the sites is? Roughly five to 10 minutes. In the, the closest sites, we can oh, even wow. go directly into the okay. water and go shore diving. And one of the furthest sites oh, would, sunny. depending on conditions, take about 20 to 25 minutes. But our most commonly dived sites are, as I say, anywhere in between about five to 10 minutes away. Okay. So that's really, really close. Yeah. And in terms of, you know, what kinds of boats you use, how many divers there are per group, details like that? We use, uh, depending on where you're from, we call it either a rib, a zodiac or a rubber duck. Mm -hmm. And we tend to have about eight divers maximum on a boat. Uh, currently with, with COVID and social distancing, We've uh, we've brought that down to four divers per boat. Okay, so it's a very very small group, really. Correct. Yeah. In terms of dive conditions, can you tell us a little bit about that? You know, sea temperature, visibility, currents, details like that. Uh, currents change throughout the day. Obviously, with our neap tides, a little bit less, and then uh, during springs, we can get some stronger tides for some nice fast drift dives. Sea temperature ranges from roughly about 24, 25 degrees August time, and then all the way up to about 29 during the summer, so around about December. Visibility varies. I mean, even on really windy days here, we can get nice visibility, 25 to 30 meters in the right spot. So it just takes a little bit of planning and, and watching the weather conditions. But the range, if we do get a mucky day, can be anywhere down to about 10 meters. Uh, and then top end around about 30, 40 meters when it's really gin clear. For example, if there's a site or something that we're specifically looking for, and even on a dropping tide when some of the, the warm, mucky water from the top of the reef comes streaming down, we might balance things and just say, look, we're, we're still happy to go diving in that visibility so that we can find what we're after. But more often than not, we'll, we'll actually plan a dive site, time of day, etc., to go and find the best visibility. Quite rare that we get bad visibility. Typical depth-wise, we're looking at roughly about 12 to 18 meters, because I would say the majority of our divers are discover scuba divers, people who've never dived before, or open water divers. And then when we do get any advanced and upwards, then we can start to look 18 and, and below. Okay. So again, also a variety. And obviously you guys know the conditions, so you know what's what's best to dive at what time of year and depending on weather. Yes. Yeah. We keep a, a very close eye on the weather and we'll be able to make a, a call based on that. We know the sites very well by now. And in terms of, for example, something like the wind, we know that 
May to October, we get what's called the Kusi, which is the wind coming down from the north. And then November to April, then we have the Kaskazi, which is the wind coming from the south. April to July, we've got fairly windy conditions. And then again, December to January, the wind picks up a little bit more again. April, we actually close the lodge down because it's the rainy season and we open up again mid-May once things start to dry up. We get another small rains around December, January, but the rest of the year is really quite sunny and warm. Would you say there's a best time of year for people who want to come to Nemba specifically with diving in mind? Not necessarily. I mean, the the diving is pretty fantastic year round. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about windy conditions, what kind of conditions are you talking about? Is it sort of big waves? Does it affect the diving in any way? No, it doesn't necessarily affect the diving once we're down. The boat ride out mm-hmm. to some dive sites can get a little bit choppy. But again, we, we make a call on safety as well as comfort. But we, we've been out every single day. We, we have had a little bit bumpy conditions. But once you actually get under, and you're down on the dive site, you get very little indication of what's going on up at the up at the surface. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, now some of the dive sites around Nemba are accessible to other dive operators. How do you work around this to keep the diving experience at Nemba as exclusive as possible? It's funny actually. The other operators tend to group up in one popular location, shall we say, late morning time. Okay. So We simply just dive that site either early Mm -hmm. in the morning or in the afternoon once they either have not yet made it out to us or they've gone home. And if we do see other boats on a location that we were planning on diving, we can easily just head around to the next dive site and have a a really nice peaceful dive. So it's really kind of, it's two things. It's it's the diversity of, of, and the number of dive sites. And it's also the fact that you're so close to them. So you've got like a five or 10 minute boat ride, whereas somebody coming in from Zanzibar itself would have like an hour's ride out to to those sites. Yeah, exactly. One of the things that I believe makes diving at Nemba so exceptional is that the waters around it are protected. Could you briefly just describe some of the initiatives that that End Beyond and Oceans Without Borders are working on in the area to preserve the marine environment and how the dive team at Nemba contributes towards this? We've got directly around the, the house reef in front of the island, we have a perimeter buoy line. And that reduces boat traffic over the coral and the seagrass. That area and that boy line is patrolled by Nemba boat captains, mm-hmm. as well as what's called MIMCA, which is Nemba Island Marine Conservation Area. We've got multiple people enforcing that. And the dive team, yeah. uh, we, we contribute to that by actually monitoring those boy lines. We'll go down and check them. Uh, recently, we've been replacing some of the lines and just uh, keep an eye on any damage or anything like that. We've also got permanent mooring blocks for our boats, and that avoids damage from anchors Mm -hmm. dragging over any coral or seagrass. We do something called the takataka run, takataka meaning like a rubbish or trash. And each day there's one of the staff members heads all the way around the the beach, Mm -hmm. so a two-kilometer walk around the island, and collects as much beach plastic as, as they can. And I think to date we've got about 978 kilos this year so far. Yeah, it tends to be about two tons a year. Wow, that's crazy. We have turtle monitoring. So whenever the the turtles come up onto the island, we will watch, make sure that they're left in peace. We'll inform our guests about the whole process and we will tag any individuals that are not already tagged. 
and we'll share that information or Oceans Without Borders will be sharing that information to make best use of it and uh, to see how best we can kind of focus our, our conservation efforts. We also release the hatchlings and keep them from getting picked off by some of the crabs and birds and things. So at least they make it to the water's edge safely. The local children from some of the, the villages close to Nemba actually visit and our dive master Uledi teaches them about, about reefs, about marine life, and hopefully instills in them a, a care for, for the marine environment because they're the next generation who are going to come up around here and, and make use of the ocean as a career, as a way of making money, as a source of food. So if they can learn to do that as sustainably as possible, everyone's a winner. Oceans Without Borders also had a, a project which we recently put in place in partnership with the Quinini Foundation, which is based in Pemba. And the dive team went uh, onto one of our reefs and we put in place temperature loggers at 5, 15 and 25 meters so that throughout the year we'll collect them every three months or so and offload the information from those to see what the temperature in the water is doing at those given depths. And if there's any bleaching events or anything that, that happens that we notice, we can have a look and see whether that correlates with any temperature change. And then uh, our kitchen only buys specific fish species and sizes of those species to encourage sustainable practices. I, if, the, if the fishermen around here, because we have a, a contract with local fishermen, to buy only from them. They benefit, we benefit by getting first pick of some really fantastic fresh fish that come straight up onto the island. But uh, if they bring us species which are not sustainable or maybe too young, too small to be taken, then we actually discourage that by not buying those and informing the fishermen as to why we're not buying those. So it's ongoing education as well. Correct, yeah. You know, so in terms of all the things that are being done to keep Nimba protected, do you feel that they make a difference in terms of how Nemba compares to other dive sites around Zanzibar? And also, you know, do you feel that there are other dive experiences in the area that aren't available at Nemba? There are. For example, I think there's some wrecks actually around Stonetown. But from what I hear, there's a very good reason why people will come to, to Nemba, because other dive operators will come from quite far, as you say, from about an hour away, if not more, all the way to Nemba. And that says a lot about what's been done here and the quality of fish life and coral life that's here to be seen. So just in terms of, you know, the marine environment and, and introducing people to it, obviously not all guests at Nemba will be divers. Is it possible for non-divers to have a, a really great snorkeling experience from the island? And how does that look? You know, would they go out on the boat? Can they snorkel directly off the beach? What does that look like? Mm, yeah, 100%. I think some of my favorite experiences and things that I've seen here have actually just been while snorkeling. So we have two sites predominantly where mm -hmm. we would go snorkeling. One is out by boat called Small Wall. It's got very, very nice fish life, just thousands and thousands of different fish. So it's a, a stunning snorkel. Yeah. And you're actually swimming just at the top of a wall. So you can either swim over the shallows and mm -hmm. see lots of things on the, on the top of the reef close up. Or if you swim out over the edge, you're just looking down through this lovely clear water down the precipice. And that's beautiful as well. You see some of yeah. the larger species further down the wall. Other than that, we've got the house reef just inside that boy line, which we were discussing. Mm -hmm. 
there's species there that I don't even see when I go out diving. <laughs> we see things like zebra moray eels and some kind of things that I actually just get wowed by. And I think, you know, I've never even seen that before in my life. I suppose yeah. a third would be the, the grassy area that we have. So as a, as a snorkeler, you can even go snorkeling over the grass and you'll see very different species than you would mm-hmm. over the corals. But other than snorkeling, non-divers could do stand-up paddleboarding, we've got kayaking. More recently, we started something called a low-tide reef walk, so where the tide goes out on a, on a spring tide. So it's at very specific parts of the month. Can't do it all month through. You'd have to be here at a, a lucky time of month mm-hmm. and tie it in with those, with those spring tides. But when the water drains away so much so that the reef is exposed, on the yeah. top, where it's mostly just sand and dead coral mm-hmm. with a few live corals, we can actually go walking mm-hmm. around. We put reef shoes and, and go for a walk in maybe mm-hmm. knee-high or calf-high water and see all the species that live there in the shallows. You get anemones with anemone fish inside, quite special sea urchins or crabs or even uh, different types of moray eels. So for those who don't necessarily even want to snorkel, let alone dive, you can still get out and see some really amazing marine life. Mm -hmm. So there's always a way that you can find to allow people to explore that. Yeah. And if it's not even anything to do with the water, otherwise you've got yoga on the island. For children, we have something called the Wild Child Program, where we've got all sorts of games and activities for them. And if someone's feeling particularly Iron Man, I guess, they can even swim the channel between Nemba and the mainland. And we can just put together something like a, a safety boat to just cruise alongside them. We've had, we've had it done in the past. That's pretty amazing. You know, if you have a guest who's never dived before and they look at all this wonderful stuff that's available at Nemba and they're inspired to start diving, what kind of courses are you able to offer and how long do they take to complete? Yeah, I'd say the majority, actually, of, of people that come to Nemba we find actually haven't dived before and come here wondering, you know, oh, you know, I've never dived before. Is it going to be too difficult? Is it scary? And by the end, leave here having absolutely loved it and, and picked up a new hobby. Discover scuba diving is exactly that. It's for someone who's never dived before or maybe doesn't want to invest the, the time into going into an open water course just yet, full on certification. It takes about two to two and a half hours. We do a brief introduction to some of the theory of diving. We show you the equipment and then into the shallow water right next to the island, just off the beach, only about waist high, and just take real slow steps just at the, at the pace of the person who's doing the course and just work you into it, really. Then we do a, a few introductory skills with that person to give them the, the hang of diving. And then included in the course is then a, a dive out uh, at the reef, closely guided with one of our paddy professionals, uh, one of our dive masters or instructors. If someone wanted to go a little bit further with that, then we've, we do do the open water courses. So that's where you get certified to dive down to 18 meters if you're uh, 15 years or older. Or if you are 10 to 14 years old, you could do a junior open water. And that typically takes anywhere between three to let's say five days depending on how much time out of someone's uh, someone's trip they want to put in each day yeah yeah 
And that's all Paddy accredited. It is all Paddy, yeah. So we do everything from discover scuba diving right up to dive master. Actually, we have had some guests come here and, and do their dive master course. What better place can you possibly find to do your first dives? It really is. I think probably one of the most beautiful and probably one of the easiest places to do it because you've got lovely blue clear water, nice small classes. I mean, it tends to be individuals being taught by their private guide. It is absolutely beautiful over here and the conditions just make it so easy to learn. And absolutely just so much more exciting than doing it in, in a swimming pool or... Yeah, know, like or in a lake doing... in England, where, like where I learned. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned that you've had people do all the way up to Dive Master at Nemba. Obviously, you must offer sort of more advanced or specialty courses as well. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Hmm. So once someone's done their open water and feels confident or wants to uh, wants to push their skills a little bit more, learn something new, we can do the advanced open water, which as well as giving you a bit of extra depth range down to 30 meters, shows you all sorts of different disciplines of diving. You know, we can work on your buoyancy, give you a bit more control there. We can look at things like night diving or search and recovery underwater. Some, I think it's the, the real fun part. I think the, the added depth range down to 30 meters opens up a whole new list of, of sites. So it's absolutely worth doing. Mm. And Chris, you personally, do you have a favorite dive site at Nimba? <laughs> That's such a difficult question to answer. <laughs> I know, I know. It really isn't a fair one. <laughs> okay, well, maybe a, a dive experience that you kind of keep on reliving and that you really enjoyed mm. that you'd like to describe. <laughs> I, will, I will take a bash at your first question even though it's difficult because they're all good for different reasons. Okay. I really love our house <laughs> reef, actually. And it's yeah. one of those that often would have gone overlooked because as humans, we tend to have this, you know, grass is greener on the other side. Going further, you're bound to see something better and you ignore what's right in front of you. And when everything just kind of ground to a halt during this whole COVID thing, I spent a number of months on the island without any guests. And I ended up diving the house reef a lot. What we have is these individual bummies just surrounded by sand. And it acts kind of like an oasis in the desert, let's say, in that all of the small marine life that lives on that coral bummy, if it were to venture too far away from there, it would be giving up the safety of its coral home. So a lot of that marine life just sticks right close to those, those coral bummies. And to dive around them, you can just settle down onto the sand and just spend ages pouring over this, this bommie, looking in every little nook and cranny, finding a moray eel here, different kind of shrimps there, catfish tucked underneath near the mm. bottom, leaf scorpions, just some really, really nice species. And because it's quite shallow, your tank lasts for mm. ages. You've got plenty of natural sunlight coming through. So photographers... It's an absolute dream force, which yes. is what I predominantly yeah. use use that dive site for. I'll take my camera down, just settle next to a, a coral and look to get some really beautiful shots of, uh, of whatever's living on there. That sounds really, really amazing. And a particular dive experience that stands out, maybe something that you've done while you were at Denver that you really keep on thinking about over and over again? Yeah, there, there's one that yeah. comes to mind, actually. We, uh, we were doing a, a course just on the corner of the island on an area which is not necessarily 
fascinating. It's not uh, filled with coral or anything crazy like that. It was just a sand mm -hmm. slope. And suddenly we looked up and there was about 50 odd cow nose rays just oh, wow. swooping over the top of us. This huge fever of rays. Amazing. And it was something I'd never seen here before. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing to know that they even existed. Mm -hmm around here i think it's really amazing that kind of that you always find something that will surprise you underwater mm, definitely and i mean in august september when the humpbacks come through that's also something that is just breathtaking to see an animal of that size mm, mm, absolutely Okay, wonderful. Chris, I think that's given a really, really nice overview of, of what diving is like at Nemba and what people can expect. And I, I definitely hope that I get a chance to go diving with you there one day. Yeah, we'd love to have you. <laughs> Absolutely. But again, thank you very much for your time. And I really appreciate you chatting to us. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Leave Our World a Better Place. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure that you never miss an episode. If you'd like to find out more about and beyond, please log on to our website at and beyond.com.